Hi, my name is David Siegler and welcome to my podcast. Welcome everyone, welcome. Take a seat. Take a seat. Great to see you. Take a seat everyone. Welcome, welcome. Lovely to see a sea of happy smiley faces. I am so excited. You should be excited as well. I'm excited for you. Why am I excited? I'll get two of the boys to help you with that later. Go, all right. That's cool. I'm so excited for you because this weekend is about making money. That's, yeah, why not? It's, give me a woo. Making money, woo. It's about making money. It's about making cash. And I'm going to be really, really frank with you all weekend. And what you don't know yet, although some of you may have an inkling, is deal packaging, very inelegant name. I'm trying to come up with a much more sexy name. I am, Raphael, because we need a more sexy name. Deal packaging is the root, the core of all property strategies. Why, David? Why would you say that? Because deal packaging operates in every single strategy. So it's just the coolest strategy, and it leads to so many other places. And there are people who have gone before you, who have gone on that journey, who have started packaging deals, who have found their niche in property, and have moved on to have a great big property business. Show me out if you want a great big property business. Well, we're all in then. Fab. So if you take nothing else away from this weekend, would you like Dave's top tip number one for the weekend? Yes or yes? Good. Because you're going to get it anyway. <laughs> never mind what's in your workbooks, never mind what's on the slides, never mind anything else. If you walk away with this, deal packaging is about people. It's a people business. We're not in a property business, we're in a people business. And it's about arithmetic. And that is all you need to know. So... Why is that encouraging? Why should you get comfort from that? Because you guys work with people every day of your lives. You've all got people skills that you've developed over the years. So you've got that stuff. And here's the thing. You can all do the arithmetic. You can. And if you can't, you can get a calculator. It's not, it's not sort of quantum physics type arithmetic. It's very simple arithmetic. Okay, so who have we got in the room here? At the back of the room... You've got people you're going to meet this weekend um, who are going to share some of their journeys so that you know exactly who they are, what they've done, and what you can do too, and they're going to help you on your journey. Please don't look so worried, Linda. It'll be fine. So first of all, we've got the wonderful Jamie York. Say hello, Jamie. Yeah, round of applause for Jamie on the Saturday morning call. Uh, he's, he's going to be sharing... Um, his wisdom and giving his love to the room as we go forward. And then we've got the wonderful Katie Wilson. Round of applause for Katie. You're going to hear from Katie very soon as well. So, shall we just get started? What do you think? Yeah. Let's get started. This first section, this first hour or so, is about setting up your deal packaging business. Okay? So, in front of you, you have your work book. The clue is in the name team. So you've got on every page the slides that you're going to see. So there's no surprises for you in the slides. I can't do a massive reveal because you've got it in front of you already. 
kind of takes the fun out of it a bit. But um, underneath the bits where the slides are, there are some lines. You've all seen the lines. <laughs> yes, so the purpose of the lines is for you to make notes. Really, really important that you make notes. Now, there are a lot of documents, templates, videos on the remote hard drive that you will get uh, to take home at the end of the course. Well, only the ones that pass will get the... It's, it's happened, team, I've got to tell you. We're watching very closely, okay? How many of you in the room have got the joint venture opportunity with Jamie and myself? Ooh, that's, that's a lot of people. It's about half. Are you sure you've all got it, team? Well, we're not sure. Ooh, did you get it? No, she didn't get it. Did he get it? We're not sure on the front here. We're having a conversation. Did you, when, when, when we signed up, yeah. And multiple streams, yeah. So you, Okay, so let me clarify what I'm talking about. About 35 minutes into my talk, if, you, if you're here because you saw me, right, you may have seen Jamie at Discovery Day. About 35 minutes into my talk, I make you uh, an offer, a business offer, to come into partnership with Jamie and myself. And I tell you, in words of one syllable, now is the time. Go and see the team. And most of you don't. And I'm trying to help, because it's a really, really cool thing to have. So most of you have not got it. Some of you have. We can check, because you will recall that I said the forms are numbered. Uh, I haven't got the numbers here in this room, but in the other building, uh, that will all be recorded. So uh, the first four, first six, whatever it was, who went, will definitely have uh, that joint venture. For those of you that haven't, uh, my apologies, but stay with me. Who knows where this weekend could lead? It could lead. We don't know. Okay? So we're going to talk for this first 31 minutes or so. Um, don't worry about that. It'll be fine. I'll go over. She won't mind. It'll be fine. Um, we're going to talk about setting up your deal packaging business. Now, show me your hand if you've got a business, any sort of business in the room. Okay, so for this 31 minutes, some of this stuff will be familiar to you. Some of it will not. Uh, and then we go, we're going to get into the super sexy stuff quick enough. So don't worry about that. Okay? So, first of all, if you're setting up a deal packaging business, you need your power team around you. Accountants, solicitors, brokers, we're going to come back to all those. We're actually going to share uh, some recommendations with you or people that we have worked with who can do the job. Would that be useful? Yes. Fab. So, you're going to have names that you can go away and talk to. The first thing you have to decide is what you're going to trade as. What is your trading style? Are you going to trade as a sole trader? I trade in my deal packaging business now as a sole trader. I do. And Jamie says, well, I wouldn't do that. I'd do it in a limited company. Maybe you want to do it in a limited company. <coughs> Nothing wrong with doing it in a limited company or in an LLP. The point is I can't advise you on that. It's about what else is going on in your life, your other business interests, what it is that you're doing. So you need to talk to your accountant. But if you're going to set up a limited company, and in fairness, most people do, you've got to name it, and you've got to go to company's house and check that no one else is using your name. Here's the thing. We used to have a little bit of fun. Till July 2018, the limited company Deal Packaging Limited was available. I know who would want that, right? But it was available. And then somebody took it. They're using it somewhere. So you can't have Deal Packaging Limited, even if you want Deal Packaging Limited. So you've got to find something else. 
How? How do you set up your limited company? So, there are many, many, many ways. Any tool or app or anything that I've got in the slides in your workbooks, there's only one name on there where there are choices of hundreds and hundreds properly, probably. So the reason rapid formations, for instance, is one of those. The reason that's on the slides is because I have used it. I have had my fingers on the keyboard and used rapid formations. There's many others. Anyone think of some others? If you want to start a limited company? Sorry? Shout it out. Company made simple. Company made simple, probably. I'm not aware of it. But yeah, try have a look at company made simple. Anyone else? First formation. Any right, thank you. So there's loads of them if you want to do it yourself. Rough price, do you know? Starting a company on your own on rapid formations. Less than fifteen pounds. This is not an expensive uh, job. And what happens is you put all your stuff in and it goes off to the company's house and then they send you the documentation. You have to fill in the documentation. That's how it rolls. Okay? The other way you can do it is through your accountant. Going through your accountant probably costs about 150 quid-ish. Right? I have set up companies through my accountant. Um, it's cool. He only does what we do on our own. But I, if I can't be bothered to do it or I'm busy or I don't want to, I'll let my accountant do it. Is that making sense? So you can do that as well. When you go and search your name uh, on Company's House, that is what you will see. So, let's put the power team together. You need an accountant. You need a property-based accountant. Why do you need a property-based accountant? Anyone? Yes, what's your name, sir? Okay, can we just do the John? Is that all right? We just do John? His name's John. Fab. Why? Why do we need a property-based one? Yes, yes, yes. You need uh, an accountant who understands property. And property is, can be, you know, complex. Um, it can be complex. So you need somebody who knows what they're doing. For instance, we all know what stamp duty is. Yes or yes? Fine. Uh, what's the stamp duty for an investor buying an investment property? Is there a... Uh, yeah, okay, so the starting rate is 3%, but there's a surcharge. Does anyone know what the surcharge is over and above? An extra 3%. So there's an extra 3%. Whatever the regular stamp duty is, you pay an extra 3%. Is that the same on commercial property? No. Is it the same on mixed-use property? No. Uh, so mixed-use property. Anyone, can anyone volunteer a definition of what mixed-use property is? We're going to Cardiff again, team. We are. What's the name, John? Cool. Dentist below, flats above. Dentist below, flats above. It can be a dentist. You've got a thing about dentist, John? I'm happy with that. Don't you worry. Um, yes. So it might be retail on ground floor, dentist, whatever, uh, with flats above. Ooh. What is the stamp duty on that sort of property? How much do you pay? Don't be sorry. It's me walking about. Okay, so up to £150,000 on a mixed-use property, the stamp duty is zero. Interesting, isn't it? But what if you've got a residential house? Just a, just a house. So we know the stamp duty is 3% um, over the regular stamp, right? What if in that house, it's quite a big house, 
you've got a separate entrance at the back and sort of there's an area that's like a little granny annex. What's the stamp duty on, on that house? House with a granny annex attached to it. Interesting. So um, here's the thing. As you move forward, it is less. You don't pay the 3% uh, over and above the 3% or whatever we're paying. The thing is, if you're going to evaluate a deal for your investor, the, is the investor going to want to know this stuff? If you know the answer and you put it in front of the investor and say, this is what you're going to pay, does that build your credibility with the investor? Do they think you're really professional? Does that affect the value of your fee? Absolutely. So these are all little things that you can learn in 20 minutes, really, that are going to help you. So it's really, really important that you, you know this stuff. If you're doing a conversion, a conversion of a house into, say, a five, six bed, all en suite HMO, this is a big job, right? You're taking it back to brick. You've, done, you've got the drawings in place. Uh, you're not paying for any of this, right? But you're using your power team, your architect, all that stuff. Um, and you uh, are converting the house and you've got a builder that, that the investor has taken on, how much is the VAT that the builder should charge for that work? I'm hearing 5%, but VAT rate is 20%, right? Yeah. Confusion in the room. So is it 20% or 5%? Show me a hand if you think it's 20%. A few little hands going up. Show me a hand if it's 5%. Show me a hand if you don't know. That's the majority of hands. Okay. You need to know this stuff. It is 5% on all the builder stuff. You know, the bashing and plumbing and kitchens and stuff. So it's not on uh, the furnishings and carpet and flooring and, um, you know, rag roll decorating and stuff like that. Okay. If your investor is looking at that project from the mindset, because they don't know that they're going to have to pay 20% BAT and you can, it's 100 grand, right? 100 grand project, say it's 20 grand VAT, and you come in and say, no, 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 have a look at VAT regulation 708, clauses 13 and 14, you might want to make a note of that, um, you're only going to pay 5,000 pounds, so it's 15 grand back in the pot that you don't have to pay, do you think they'll like that? Does it show that you have value? Can you charge that 15 grand that you've saved them as your fee? Why not? Save them the money. <laughs> BAT regulation 708, clauses 13 and 14. I think you'll have a look at 789 as well, 13 and 14. So who's got a really good property accountant? Let's get some recommendations in the room. Colin, what's your name, Colin? Colin Smith, morning. Hi, Colin. Ooh, okay, I'll let that go, Colin. I think you need a, you deserve a bit more love than that on a Saturday morning. Property accountant. Yes, I've got a chum of mine, mate of mine. I've known for some years. A chum. A chum. I've I've heard that word for a little while. Yeah. Barry the accountant. Barry Cowley. Oh, Miss. C O W L E Y. Um, is that the name of his firm? And it's what Cowley Holmes. 
H O L M E S. Cowley Holmes. There you go. Thank you, Colin. Who else? Who else has got an accountant? Going back to Cardiff again. What's your name, John? <laughs> right, let me, let me write it out for people. Was it Lucia Thomas? Can you spell the first bit for me? Can you spell the second bit for me? Was it Tom Thomas? Cool. And is that how she trades? Or he trades? Is it he or she? Lucia. Where it's a she. Okay. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um, Lucia, and that's, that's how, she, how she trades. Is that how we find her? Yeah, cool. Excellent. Anyone else? Yes, what's your name? Joy. Joy. Got to get this right. Doyin. Doyin. Well, yeah, come on, everybody. Doyin, yes. David Franklin of da Pet Loss. Yeah, David Franklin. Debbie. 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 Yeah, but David was a brother. <laughs> <laughs> and is that the name of the firm? Franklin. Franklin, Franklin Accountants. No, no. The account firm is uh, Pet Loss. P-E-P-L-O-W-S. Pet Okay, that's the name of the firm. I'll ask for one more. I'm not getting the names that I usually get. I'll come back to you. Tony, what's your name? Tony. Hi, Hi Tony. Tony. Hi, everyone. Um, Amit Prasanna. He's, he's a property tax specialist. A property tax specialist? P-R-A-S-A-N-A? Uh, double M, I think. Interesting. Tax specialist, accountant. Okay, thank you. Somebody else wanted you wanted to go, Linda? Yes. What's your name, Linda? Linda. Linda. Yeah, so I'm surprised no one said Shaz so far. Uh, Shaz Nawaz is uh, one of the smartest guys I've ever met. He's open for business. This isn't, you know, a pitch for him. It's not. Uh, but I have consulted him in my own business and I recommend him. I actually took my accountant to see my new accountant. I had to pay for him, but yeah, I know. But the thing is, with my accountant, um, I've known him almost like we met at Boy Scouts, um, played British Bulldog. If you still play that, it might be health and safety issues now. I don't know. Um, I can't get rid of him. You know, he's a nice man. I've sold him some houses, but he's, he doesn't really know a lot about property. And so I took him uh, to see Shaz, and I had to pay both of them. Uh, but, you know, this is what you do because. I can't sack my accountant. I've been to all three of his weddings. I've done all that sort of stuff, right? So I'm kind of stuck with him, right? But Shaz Nawaz is open for business, and he can help you on your property journey, and he knows lots of stuff. So, Linda, thank you for that. And the other name that I see a lot... Oh, yeah. Do some writing, Dave. Absolutely. He's based in Peterborough. Shaz Nawaz, I think it's... Double or triple A accountant, something like that. Something like that. Uh, the other one I see online a lot, I have no experience myself, is Mark Barrett. Any Mark Barrett clients in the room? Ah, one at the back. Do you recommend Mark Barrett, Sultan? Yes, definitely. It's good enough for me. Cool. 
Time to move on, I think. <laughs> Very much so. Cool. Lawyers. Here's the thing about lawyers. Right. You need access. The reason you're putting your power team together is not necessarily for your personal use, although you can use them. Uh, it's for your investors. Because you add to your fee by putting a power team together. Is everyone with me on that? So these are people you can introduce your investors to because they're going to need this backup and support as well. Now, Lawyers, if you go direct to vendor with your marketing, and at some point you will, along the journey, finish up working direct with a vendor, you will. Whether you uh, go through estate agents or you find them by your own marketing, um, you're going to finish up talking to vendors. So you're going to need lawyers. You're going to need one to represent your investor, and you're going to need one to represent the vendor. Is this making sense? So you need a couple of lawyers, but you need trade lawyers, you need property lawyers who understand the process. So can anyone recommend a couple of lawyers who could help you on your journey? They've got, you know, there's people on the, pro on the property forums leading you a bit who have got quite a big profile. So what I use in Manchester, while we're in Manchester, I'll give you mine, uh, Kites Solicitor, I will spell it, K-U-I. T.S. Kites. Uh, they are, I met Kites some years ago now, uh, work with um, a young lady called Helen Mulvey, M-U-L-V-E-Y, Helen Mulvey. So Kites are quite a big regional firm. Whatever you need, whatever strategy you're up to, they know it and they can sort it out. So they've got a lot of quite big commercial property clients that works. Uh, the other one, we're going to the Welsh coast. Come on, John, you must have one down there. Sam Yay, Sam Hawkins, absolutely. So Sam Hawkins, very interesting. Uh, he's very available, which is cool. Whoops. Not sure if there's an S on the end or not. Maybe somebody at the back will help me. Sam Hawkins. So Sam Hawkins is not a high street solicitor. right? He hasn't got a lot of high street presence. He runs... Um, Anyone seen those sort of um, documentaries where they show, show battery hens in a big warehouse where there's no windows and it's dark? And, um, right. So Sam runs the same sort of business, but instead of chickens, he has solicitors in there. Right. And they come in in the morning and they sit and they do property stuff all day and then they go home at night. And then they come back and do it all again. Okay. So Sam Hawkins, works, he's got quite a big business. Um, he can definitely help you as well. Okay, so we've got lawyers, we've got accountants, we've uh, got a clicker somewhere. Fab, what else do we need? Mortgage brokers. You are going to need mortgage brokers for your investors. Uh, so there's plenty of really good mortgage brokers out there. Uh, first of all, I have to honour and respect the progressive property um, list of approved brokers. There's some really good people in there. Um, you should have a look at that. Probably all your needs will be catered for in there. Um, anyone working with a broker that they think is wonderful and we should all know about and they're happy to recommend? Yes, I'll come to you in a minute. Colin, what's your name, sir? Easy. That was easy, yes. You've never heard that before, I bet. Super contractor. Okay. What a broker. For contract workers. So is it a financial broker? Yeah. Okay, super contractor. New one on me. Don't know that one. 
Um, who else have we got? Joe Lane. Joe's good. J O E? Is it a boy or a girl? Again? So it sounds like a man. Yes. Joe Lane. Okay. Cool. Okay. Joe Lane, Wolverhampton PPN. That's cool. We're going to talk about PPNs later in the course. We are. Uh, right. If you need anything that's vaguely commercial, so if your investor is setting up HMOs, can they do that on a buy-to-let mortgage? A lot of people staying quiet, a few very definitely saying no. Uh, well, they shouldn't. You shouldn't. HMO is commercial fine. So HMO is a residential property for tax reasons, but you can't do it on a buy-to-let mortgage. You have to have a commercial mortgage. So commercial brokers, very, very important. There are some great commercial brokers out there. Um, I have worked with a guy called Andy Churchill. Andy Churchill. Katie's given me a very firm nod over there. Real Property Investments, R-E-A-L. Based in Sheffield, but it doesn't really matter where he's based. Andy Churchill, all things commercial, he would be my first port of call. Real Property, yeah. If you just search Real Property Sheffield, it should come up. Let me know if it doesn't come up. Um, Rob Holmes I work with, H-O-L-M-E-S. Rob Holmes is a member of our community. I work with Rob. He is plugged into um, some very cool, very creative property people, um, sorry, property brokers, mortgage brokers. He, he's an expert in using bridging. Um, my recent podcast out last week was all about bridging and I interviewed Rob Holmes. So he's pretty good. He's sort of the Gandalf of property finance. You need people like that in your life. Okay, so whatever it is you need. Uh, bridging again, so Rob Holmes for bridging. Anyone else? Kevin Wright, absolutely. Kevin Wright, top man. We love Kevin Wright. Anything bridging or in fact, anything across the whole spectrum of finance, Kevin Wright. Is this useful? Fab. Cool, let's move on. Power team. You need traders and builders. Now, at some point, you're going to source a property that needs maybe a cosmetic uplift. That's easy, he says. Or you're going to start doing something a bit more ambitious as you move forward. So you need trusted builders, trusted people who will go in and do, you can trust them to do a great job. That is quite a challenge. I have found that very difficult in my property career. And then you build a relationship with someone and they turn up and do what uh, you ask them to do. And then things change. And when you could trust them a year ago, suddenly you can't trust them. They've lost staff, they've moved on. So it, it's a constant ebb and flow. That's what it is. So where can we find trusted trusted tradesmen for our investors that's not a bad shout so linda says the federation of master builders now they are quite proactive and it's worth a call because you're going to get builders at a certain level there and they're really really helpful so the federation of master builders is a really good shout uh, when i was starting out if i'd known that i definitely would have made that call where else can you find them Checker trade, yeah, all the online resources. So have a look. If they've got a lot of reviews and they're all five stars, 
Why would you not use them? You know, at least talk to them. I've found the best plumber in the world in the last six months. He tore my house apart. My house, not investment property, my house. Um, and he did great. And I didn't have anyone before that. And I, I went on checker trade and people, um, rated people and all that sort of thing. And I looked for five-star reviews. This guy had over 100 five-star reviews. Got to be good, right? So we tested him out and he was good. So it's really, really cool. So what I did at the beginning, I went to Wix and B&Q car park because uh, I thought this was a really good idea and I went there at 7 o'clock in the morning, half past 7 in the morning because who comes into Wix and B&Q car park at half past 7 in the morning? Yay! Uh, so you get builders in their little white vans, you can go and get their business cards. I thought that I vetted them very carefully. I thought I went and looked at their projects, saw what they were doing. I thought I made the wrong choice, right choice. Raphael, you know what happened, don't you? I made the wrong choice. And people let me down, and it all got hard work, and it was pretty miserable. Right? So, Wix and B&Q. Uh, you can try it. They're still there, half past seven in the morning. Don't go at half past two in the morning. It's a completely different crowd. <laughs> um, it's a different course altogether. Yeah, it's not in your books, is it? I know, there's some puzzled looks at the front. Oh, where's this one? In your power team, you need someone who can help you. I needed someone who can help me. Okay, so I'll tell you what upsets me. And I had this conversation with more, more about two years ago when I was asked through circumstances to step up and lead this training. What upsets me is people come and they spend two days with us and we have a good time and you learn a lot of stuff, right? And then they go away and they never do anything with it. And a lot of people do that. You will understand that. You've seen it, right? And it upsets me because you've made a financial commitment and you made a commitment of your time when the sun's shining outside. And I never understand why that happens. Now, having said that, I have done that myself. I have done courses which I thought didn't suit me or, you know, I did, never got round to it. But if I had someone that would help me set the thing up that I had, a, I had phone access to that I could ask queries and questions, maybe I'd have gone for, further further, faster. So I am going to be talking over the weekend about a remarkable group of people that we put together because I believe it's all about the community. I believe it's having a group of like-minded people who can help and support each other, who can move forward. We've all got the same goals, the same aspirations, the same training, the same background. We're all there for each other. And I'm trying to build that community, that collective that group of people who can work together. And now we're two years down the road and it's all starting to happen. The people you're seeing at the back are part of that and they're going to be part of that. And um, you'll meet over the course of the weekend. You're going to meet Sultan. Say hello, Sultan. You're going to meet so you're going to meet Sam Spencer, who some of you probably know. Sam's at the back. We're hoping Sam's going to get involved in our community. John Pearson at the end. These are all people who have got successful deal packaging businesses and they're helping us build this fantastic community. And there's nowhere, there is nowhere else in the United Kingdom where this community is being built that is supportive and helping. So um, have a think about how serious you are about this. Because uh, if you're serious, then let's get serious. Let's make some money. Because deal packaging opens the doors to all sorts of things. 
And just as when you were sitting at multiple streams, you weren't aware how valuable that joint venture opportunity was, but you'll, by, the, by this time tomorrow, you'll get it. Having people in your life who are on the same journey and you can work together, that's really valuable too. So I'm, I'm going to leave it there. But if any of you want to talk to me over the course of the weekend about it, just talk to me. Thank you for listening. I am David Siegler. See you on the next episode.